Unchained Rock Show, All Talk with Steve Harrison. Simone, I really do appreciate you taking the time out to chat to us. The last time that we actually spoke, we met, it was at Download Festival, which, if I'm not mistaken, was probably the last time that you've been over to the UK anyway, with everything going off in the world. is that? I think that was probably the last time you came to the UK, am I right? Yeah, that was one of the few festivals we did after our sabbatical, uh, yes. I remember, yeah. Yes. But we were only there for a very short time. We were traveling with our tour bus. Yeah. And uh, I remember Lizzie. Lizzie was playing there. That's right. Storm. That's right. And I had a great time talking to her, and I really wanted to see the show. But we had, uh, yeah, our tour bus was leaving. Yeah. But it was a great festival. I loved the backstage area. I got my nails done. They had like a makeup and nail <laughs> section. Yes. That was the first time in my career that I've seen that. And m- maybe some of you know that I have a, a beauty blog and I love yes. makeup and all that stuff. Yeah. And. I've had some, I've been judged for liking that, even though it's part of the business. Yeah. But then to be at a festival where they have, where they offer that for the artists. Yeah. Way to go. We should have more of that in Europe. I'm sure all my female colleagues and a lot of male colleagues would totally dig that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I have a nickname and that's Metal Barbie. Yeah, (laughs) But I don't, I don't care about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Well, I think all bands, um, male or female band members, take care of how they look on yes. stage. Yes. You know, that's part of the show. So yeah. picking the right outfit and makeup is not only for girls. Guys can wear it too. Yeah. And I mean, the black metal scene is full of makeup. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. but I, I am one of the first to openly <laughs> communicate about it. And uh, it's, it's a big part of my blog's moan style and, I still love it up to date, yeah. and it's a passion of mine, and I can combine it perfectly with the band. Yes. So uh, yeah. I'll I'll keep on doing that, and lots of my female colleagues, I've I've done their makeup for shows, and so many of my female colleagues enjoy it as well, and yeah. it's it's just a fun thing. It's it's a ritual getting ready for the show. Yeah. Playtime, you can express your creativity. It's not superficial at all. Yeah. It is part of the 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 presentation of of your music and of yourself as an artist and a way to express your, yeah, your, or to emphasize your personality. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm just surprised on the sort of, uh, that sort of significant uh, negativity uh, uh, surrounding that, to be honest, because as I say, I think you're right. The fact that it is part of that sort of presentation, it's sort of an externalization of your personality. It's part of the show uh, and men, women, bands across a whole range of genres, uh, you know, sort of uh, participate and use uh, makeup and products uh, to enhance that. So uh, yeah, I was surprised in one sense. So, uh, Amiga then, uh, Epica's album. I have been very fortunate to have uh, a preview copy set for release the 26th of February. Tell us a little bit about it, because um, deemed as the third and final aspect of the the metaphysical trilogy. Well, it's our eighth studio album, and uh, we composed uh, the album, um, or wrote the album after we had a little touring break. Yeah. And uh, we we made our uh, we wrote our biography, the essence of Epica. And during that time, we had a lot of time to reflect and um, yeah, I guess grow as individuals, recharge our batteries, become inspired, motivated again, and um, took a little bit of different approach to writing uh, the album. Yeah. Um, we got together in a house in the Netherlands where we 
were writing on the songs together at the same place and that might sound obvious to a lot of people but we live in four different countries yeah, yeah. and in between all the crazy touring we never really found the time or energy to get together to do that so we were in the past for a big part writing the albums digitally and yeah. now we uh, yeah we changed that i think omega is yeah, is a result of a very, how do you say, relaxed, balanced, right. motivated band that, you know, we've been doing this for a long time, but sometimes you need to recharge in order to become inspired again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were touring so much. It was so heavy. So Omega is a very, how do you say, organic album, like yeah. an organic sound. Yeah. We used orchestra, choir, children choir. We recorded so many different other ethnic instruments uh, in order, you know, to lift the music to next level. Yes. Lyric-wise, it's very profound. It's very mature, spiritual. And, yeah, we're truly all very proud of, of uh, our eighth studio album. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just mentioned there in terms of the, the sort of uh, the, the lyrics uh, and being somewhat sort of uh, spiritual in that aspect. What's, yes. uh, but what's the sort of level of research uh, that sort of that goes into the ideas and, and the lyrics? Does it stem from, is it almost like a, a work ethic of we've got to research it or is it a genuine interest in sort of developing the, the ideas and the lyrics for, uh, for the album? I think it's a combination of both. Um, Mark comes up with the album title um, and also a little bit the direction of, you know, what he wants to write about. And yeah. we both split out the lyrics, but I'm, I am free to write about what I want. There's no pressure of it being a, a concept album. Yeah. But we always have recurring themes, what we write yes. about, just what's, what's happening in our personal lives, what's happening in the world. I mean, this time, uh, global warming for me has been a um, source of inspiration and um, genome editing. And, yeah. But I know for Mark yeah. that he, he's he been reading the, the emerald tablets, which are like the oldest found wisdom stones. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and um, he sent me a copy of it as well, so I had a look at it. And from there on, we divide the songs the lyrics he always picks the ones that he wrote the music for because he has a deeper connection to it and yeah. already knows in which direction it's heading yeah and um then we we talk a little bit about which songs we have what kind of idea to write about but we're both free to do what we want um and mark is very much interested into in quantum physics and politics, religion. Yeah. yeah. And for me, one of my main sources of inspiration has always been my personal life. I draw a lot of inspiration out of movies. Yeah. Um, and like I said before, the genome editing really hit me when I watched a documentary series called Unnatural Selection. It's uh, You can still find it on Netflix. Right. And... Um, I was just shocked by that and I thought that's a great topic to write a lyric about. Yeah. So inspiration can be found everywhere. Um, Mark and I are both nature freaks. So we love, uh, you know, we love our hikes through the forest. Yes. And yeah. Feel inspired by that. And that's where the song Gaia, I wrote the lyrics for, is about global warming, but about, you know, Mother Earth and um, kind of a, an, an apology. Yeah. 
to uh, what's been going on now and what we have been ruining the last couple of years. Yeah. And, um... you know, you've got a wide global reach. There is no doubt about that and a significant fan base, which allows you the opportunities to sort of raise and highlight certain issues. Uh, and of course, uh, sort of the uh, adopted grey wolf. Yeah, the, the idea came from our uh, record company. Uh, we have a, a lovely woman working uh, there yeah. who takes care of, uh, of of Epica and all all the yeah business parts yeah yeah and um, you know we talk about what we can what can we do to yeah make it interesting for all of us and of course um, Epica has been known to be have a very close relationship with with nature yes. and we've worked with World Wildlife Fund before in yep. the past with the song this is the time yeah. so she thought for the second single which is called freedom the wolves within she had this great idea of symbolically of course adopting yeah. gray wolves yeah. so that each band member would have one because of the story uh, because of the story of the song you know it's about the yin yang between us all about the the white wolf and the dark black wolf the white wolf represents uh, all the beautiful things about our character, you know, yeah. uh, he represents good, joy, peace, love, hope. And the, the other one is anger, evil, sorrow, regret, arrogance. Yeah. And yeah. that we need to be uh, aware where we put the, which one we feed the most, which one gets our energy. Yeah. And that's a little bit the yin yang uh, topic that goes, that's kind of, in a lot of lyrics yeah, and yeah. the wolves within it's a, it's an old Cherokee legend of a grandfather talking to his grandson. And he's, uh, you know, talking about these two wolves that we all have them inside us. So that was a perfect story for, you know, the promotional, a way to promote the song, yeah. but to also inspire to do something good. And uh, also the, the video, it's an animated video, yes. but the story yeah is great to depict it in in such a such a way yeah yeah now in terms of the of the recording process for the album uh, it's obviously been a little bit different for you uh, and obviously working with the, the uh, choirs and orchestral arrangements i think was it with the prague philharmonic uh, which i understand was sort of uh, practically recorded prior to the good old COVID lockdown and you've been quite sort of open in terms of the vlogs that you've put and the approach to recording uh, your vocals for the album. Uh, that must have been a sort of a, a, an interesting uh, change for you, just down the road, as it were, from home. Yeah, I had a, almost like an office job, uh, <laughs> yeah. like where you have steady hours from 10 till, let's say, 2, 3. We had to schedule it quite strictly because schools were closed and yeah, um, yeah. my husband and I both needed to work but yeah. we also need to take care of our son so it was like how do we do this how yeah. do we juggle family life the virus and uh, the new album but it worked out great I mean thanks to modern technology Yosta producer was there with um, on zoom yeah in my local booth on the iPad we could see each other we could talk to each other he could listen to my recordings and uh, Mark lives in Sicily and he recorded it at home. And luckily, before the lockdown, before we knew that it was coming, he invested in, you know, a lot of gear. Yeah. So he had all the tools at home yeah. to do it. 
and uh, yeah, we made the best out of it. But it was we were lucky. It could have, you know, it could have hit us sooner, and then yeah. we were, you know, we could not record the the choir and the orchestra. But that was luck and bad luck, so to say. Yeah, indeed. Now, as, as ever with uh, with Epica, it's never just a, a you know a simple album release. Uh, you've done obviously acoustic versions as well. So there's a, a, a meager acoustic, and of course releasing a Abyss of Time uh, acoustic version as well, uh, which is a, a wonderful uh, adaptation. And is that sort of going to continue? Are we going to get sort of you know Epica will always sort of release their acoustic versions? Yeah, we started with the holographic principle yeah. uh, to take the songs and put them into metal version. Uh, um, not metal, but mellow, I would yes. say. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Acoustic versions. Uh, it's a lot of fun and it's great for us musically to experiment a little bit. And uh, yeah, it just, you know, to, to turn the songs into something completely different. And uh, yeah, uh, this time we picked four songs and they turned out great. I mean, it's it's fun to do and uh, so far we've gotten positive response yeah when we did that so we'll just get continue doing that it's- you just mentioned there uh, a few minutes ago uh, around about netflix at simone that you get some of your ideas from that now i know that when we actually met in the press area at download festival we did talk about netflix and certain things that we'd been watching and you told me to watch uh, a series called the alienist i remember it vividly and i watched it which was magnificent uh and then we sort of exchanged ideas and i mentioned to you one called the oa uh and i just wonder in terms of have you managed to watch the oa and actually what else have you been sort of watching on Netflix or Amazon over the last world. Well, lockdowns provided a lot of opportunity to binge on Netflix and Amazon and watch a lot of TV. I just wonder if that's what you've been doing as well. It's good that you say that because I totally forgot about that. I I am putting it on my watch list now oh, as we right. speak. But uh, yeah, we watched the, the Alienist, the second series. Yes, yeah. Um, my husband's watching um, Star Trek. All right, yeah. Um, God, uh, the newest American horror story we watched. Yeah. Uh, we rewatched Sherlock Holmes because that's just a brilliant uh, series Indeed, with an yeah. amazing uh, cast. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, we watched so many, so many. I know that's it. When you try to remember, I, I remembered we watched uh, the Haunting of Blind Manor. Oh we yeah. Yeah, I, 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 that was that was good. Good. It was. Uh, it took a while to get yes. started, and then at the end, it got really good. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. It's it sort of it was a bit of ebb and flow on on that particular one. Yeah, I think you're right. You sort of tend to watch that much uh, that uh, it's uh, you know it sort of all blurs and you can't really remember. I mean, we watched Dark. Did you watch, have you managed to watch Dark that was on Netflix? We watched the beginning, but I quit because oh, you right. know ch- children were harmed, and uh, it was a little. Yeah. It was too much for my, you know, my mother heart yes. to uh, yeah. to look at. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we've sort of gone off down a tangent here, Simone. Uh, and just uh, want to say again, thanks very much for, for chatting. Thanks for some of the ideas as well in terms of Netflix. I've made a couple of notes. <laughs> I shall be going away and then like, okay, I'll add that to my uh, to my watch list uh, without a shadow of a doubt. We need to do a separate interview just talking about movies. Oh, because- yeah. 
I guess <laughs> then the time goes goes by, especially because I can't remember the names and you have a lot of sleeps in the interview. Yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> uh, listen, Simone, we shall call it there. I really do appreciate your time. Thanks very much for uh, chatting to us uh, and good to catch up and talk to you again. You're welcome and have an amazing day. Thank you, Simone. <laughs> Cheers. You take care. Cheers.